This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. So I wanted to start off this week with some good news, and that is that Joe has found a place and is no longer running the risk of becoming homeless in Auckland. The bad news is, is that means that he's not here this week because he is busy moving house right now, actually. Uh, And I feel for you, bro, because moving house is the worst. I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate packing. I hate moving. Um, I get really sensitive to dust and I just, ugh, it's, nah, hate it. Uh, But with also... More good news. Um, over the weekend, I got to interview Kerry Goulet about the uh, 2018 Ice Hockey Classic. He's in the country at the moment, uh, going around Queenstown, Auckland and Wellington, you know, obviously enjoying the sights and our awesome country and um, catching up with the rink owners in Queenstown, Ted and Dan. Uh, and also his ice crew was uh, traveled down from Toronto to check out uh, how things are at Auckland uh, in Spark Arena in Wellington with the uh, Westpac Stadium ahead of um, the Classic. And so we we had the time to uh, sit down for a while, um, sadly not face-to-face this time, but I'm sure we will uh, in the future. Uh, this one we did over the phone. Great chat. We talked about obviously uh, con- uh, his uh, foundation, stop concussions and the Classic as well. And um, he may have even let slip some names, some players that are coming. Uh, so, yeah, have a listen. It was great. I'm Justin Daigle. You're listening to Puck Yeah! Podcast. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm here with uh, Kerry Goulet. Uh, welcome to Puck Yeah! Podcast, buddy. Uh, we're here. You're currently in New Zealand, actually, visiting uh, Auckland, Wellington. And right now you're in Queenstown. Are you having a good time down there? I'll tell you what, uh, I'd love to move here. What a beautiful city. Uh, it's beautiful. I think it's probably about uh, 20 above right now, the mountains. The Remarkables are right there. The, the beautiful water. Wow, Queenstown is, uh, is a place you want to live. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I would love to move down there myself. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you mentioned it's 20. Like, it's summer here right now, so it's the off-season for hockey. It's blazing hot. Uh, but despite yeah. that, you know, have you been able to get a good sense of what a crazy hockey town uh, Queenstown can be? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, if, if as a younger player, I, I would have been here. I would have played here for sure. I would actually probably paid them to play. It's such a beautiful city. But more importantly, I was over to see the rink last night. Uh, obviously, in this particular situation, we're not going to be using our own NHL-style rink. It's going to be played at the rink itself. Uh, I met Dan and Ted, the owners, last night. We had a really good opportunity to walk through all the logistics there and uh, as as I was there, they had a ball hockey game going on, and every one of those guys was talking to me about how excited they are about the event coming here to Queenstown. And so, uh, as they told me, uh, they also felt that it would be a huge hit here, and that the fact that it's such a hockey craze town mm. that uh, this game is going to be remarkable. So we're we're excited about that. I like what you did there. Remarkable. Uh, yeah, man. Honestly, Queenstown is nuts. If you ever get the chance. You have to go for a NZHL game like their team, the Sky City Stampede. You know, they're champs three years running and the fans go crazy there. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, because the rink is a lot smaller, you know, Wellington is going to be outdoors in Auckland. You're at Spark Arena. Uh, but with yeah. Queenstown Ice Arena being a lot smaller, what's your vision for that Queenstown rink? Well, what we wanted to do was 
Um, obviously, the players, when you speak to anybody in North America and you mention uh, New Zealand, the first thing that pops up to them is Queenstown. You know, you don't, I, I always thought it would be Auckland, the beautiful capital or the beautiful uh, waterfront there. But everybody talks about Queenstown because it's, you know, this activity-styled uh, lifestyle here. So um, we felt it important to bring the guys down to Queenstown. And we had already set up... Uh, you know, the Sparks Arena and the Westpac Arena. And so we can only travel with two rinks because, you know, we actually install the rinks in the facility. So there was nowhere else to actually do a third game. And so when this popped up, that we were coming to Queenstown for the guys to enjoy the lifestyle here for a couple of days for all their great work, we had an opportunity to talk to the rink owner, uh, I mentioned uh, Ted and Dan, and they were so ecstatic. And so we got involved with Andy Mills from the Queenstown Club, the Stampeders, and then we obviously were working with the New Zealand Ice Hockey Federation, we went through Brazil, and it all kind of came together. It made sense. So the, the two games uh, in Auckland and in uh, uh, Wellington will really be that NHL experience, and then the final game will be here in Queenstown. We know it's going to be a ruckus crowd, very loud, low ceiling. So we just felt for the players, it's kind of give back because uh, Logan, all these players come for free. There's no there's no payment for these guys. So what they do this for is our causes: stop concussion, shoot for a cure, and giving back to the local community. So we'll be giving money back to the uh, you know the New Zealand Ice Hockey Federation, obviously the local clubs here in Queenstown and Auckland. Uh, obviously, they don't have a team yet in Wellington, but uh, we certainly are going to help promote the game, grow the game, and along the way, you know, raise some money for our causes. Awesome. Uh, yeah, there isn't a Wellington team at the moment, but uh, give it a couple of years. I think there will be one um, because there's there's a lot of buzz there. And uh, the announcement of the uh, 2018 Ice Hockey Classic did generate a lot of um, buzz and excitement on social media. But the big question I am seeing from a lot of fans uh, remains about the teams. When will they know who's going to be on these USA and Canada rosters? Uh, just before I uh, answer that, you're absolutely right. There's been such a huge... Uh, interest from Wellington. I'm actually flying to Wellington. I won't give any details, of course, but I'm actually flying to Wellington right now uh, to discuss with a couple of people uh, regarding an ice rink. So it is, it's exciting time in Wellington. And we believe that this outdoor classic, which is the first of its kind in outside of North America and Europe. So, and here it is right down in in New Zealand. It's pretty exciting. As far as the players go, um, we are going to be making announcements within the next two weeks. Um, obviously these guys are all in, uh, especially the NHL players. Uh, that's who people want to know about, but we've got players already signed up. TJ Brennan plays oh. in the Lay Valley Phantoms. Unbelievable. Oh, dude, player. I love TJ Brennan. Cause he used to play with the all Toronto right. Mollies. You got it. So you can announce him. Um, and we, and we want to do a soft launch in the sense that we don't want to be throwing all the names out there. And then all of a sudden it kind of gets a little bit of a lull, but I can assure you, Logan, and we can talk, uh, a little bit more about this before I leave New Zealand um, about some of the names. Uh, you know, I'll go through the roster and uh, give you some of the guys that are coming down. One of the coaches, uh, again, uh, is going to be a huge, huge hit down uh, here. Uh, and I'll give you first right to be able to announce that next week. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, we appreciate that, you know, being uh, New Zealand's no. <laughs> hockey podcast. Well, I know you're a hockey crazed uh, guy, Logan. So, um, you know, I actually was talking to uh, Ted and Dan yesterday and they brought uh, your organization up. So it's ironic that I'm on, on air with you today. So uh, listen, I love hockey. I played uh, 
uh, you know, 16 years professionally in Europe. Uh, I didn't make it to the National Hockey League. I went to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, it was very close. And, I, you know, once you play the game, once you follow the game, you fall in love with the game. And ice hockey is my life. It's in my blood. And I just love doing what I do. And I'm really honored that we're able to bring it down here to New Zealand. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. I, I moved to Toronto for a year just because I love hockey. You know, I wanted to live in the... <laughs> well, you're crazy. You're crazier than I am, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. But um, yeah, you mentioned, so stop concussions, right? So you've you founded that with uh, Keith and Wayne Primo. And, you know, you're raising yeah. awareness of the issue with concussions. Um, and it's great that you're yeah giving back to the communities and stuff with the money that you raise uh, with this classic. But can you tell us a little bit about what it's like dealing with uh, post-concussion um, symptoms? Well, yeah, you know, first and foremost, we, Logan, I want to thank you for taking, giving us the opportunity to talk about a very serious, very dark injury. Uh, the tour allows us uh, to at least get it out in front and let people be entertained. And then we have a little bit of an opportunity to get them to buy some jerseys or, you know, meet the players and donate some money. So that's, that's the vehicle this is all about. And the players are absolutely ecstatic about doing it because they get a nice, uh, I, we don't want to call it a vacation. We want to call it a hockeyation. You know, it's a <laughs> hockey uh, kind of opportunity that they can show their skills. And this year we're going to talk about speed, skill, score. And they all know that concussions is the next hit away. So they all realize that they have to do their part. They, they want to come down here and show people that uh, in the, I think, I don't know if you were involved in the last tour that was here. I was a part of it. You know, we worked with uh, Gareth Weber and, and Craig Douglas on this project. Uh, that concept, you know, was more about, you know, the hitting, the fighting. And, and, you know, we had a lot of people criticize us on that. Mm. So um, it certainly laid the foundation for us to be back here. And so we decided that we wanted to do something and educate the kids all the kids that come to these games want to see how fast, how how intense, how passionate, how the game has evolved into this skill level that you know uh, you you mentioned the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Arguably, or Marley, sorry, arguably one of the best players on the planet right now is Austin Matthews. I've been able to watch him for the last year, you know, show off his skills, and he just went through a concussion just a couple of weeks ago. So it's important for us to make the awareness. And I can tell you firsthand uh, that dealing with this dark injury is probably the most scariest thing that you can deal with because it's not like a typical illness where you can say, okay, you've got this. Here are where you're going to be within the next two weeks, three weeks, eight weeks, a year. But this injury, it's so personal and so complex Nobody can give you that answer. Mm. They don't know uh, completely why the symptoms are there. They don't know completely how to get rid of those symptoms. So that's why we need to really focus on the awareness. If you're hurt, get out, get to an expert. Um, I was obviously concussed throughout my career and went through one that took me down a very dark spiral into uh, depression, depression. not attempted suicide, but thoughts of suicide. Mm. And so uh, you got to take this thing serious. So my voice is loud and I want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity. What I did, I got to play the sport. I loved, I actually got paid doing it. I got to travel the world, but it almost was taken away by this massive injury. And we didn't know any better in those days. You know, it was got your bell rung, seeing stars. Now we know that. So let's stop it. And let's make sure tours like this, Get that parent to say, I don't want my kid not to play, but if they play, let's make sure they're protected. And on, on the last note of that, that's why we've developed a, 
platform called Safe for Sports. It will be rolled out all across uh, the, well, the globe. It's launching in, in Toronto as we speak. And it's going to be adopted by the Ice Hockey Australia this week while I'm there. Uh, Gunter and I from the New Zealand Ice Hockey Federation have spoken about it, and we're going to uh, launch it when we come down in June. So we're really excited about the real positive things that uh, tours like this can uh, help with. Excellent. Um, yeah, you talk about obviously the dark, you know, the dark path with uh, concussions and stuff. Um, and it's coming out more and more now. You hear stories about, you know, ex NHL enforcers like Stephen P or Matt Johnson. They get forgotten yeah. about after they retire. Um, and they're living, you know, every day with uh, the symptoms of, you know, post concussions. And like, you know, I yeah. understand that stop concussions, you guys do a lot for awareness. But um, you know, what about these guys who, you know, they used to protect these players for a living, the elite guys. Do you reach out to them? Do you offer help and services to them? Yeah, thank you uh, for bringing that up because that's a very important uh, point. The problem is sometimes we forget about our past. We're so focused on the National Hockey League and where it's going with, you know, Connor McDavid's and, and uh, you know, the Austin Matthews who I mentioned earlier. But we do forget about the people that were the frontiers and the pioneers that got these players into the position they are today. So we do not forget that. Keith, obviously Keith Primo, who you mentioned earlier, you know, suffered a career-ending concussion. And that's why he and I uh, started this organization. We wanted to make sure that we protected ourselves from ourselves. And what that meant is guys like Pete, who you just mentioned, you know, they were they didn't know any better. We just went out there and did what, what they were asked to do. We were taught to suck it up, play through the pain. Mm. If it ain't broke, you're on the ice. So we educated ourselves like that. So we, we put our bodies at risk every time we stepped on the ice. But yet people that looked in on the stands just thought us as gladiators. The problem is, is that all these injuries add up at the end, you know, later stages in your life. And the one thing that we can't um, replace is our brain. You know, we break a, a leg, we, we damage our knees. And these things are all uh, fixable. The brain isn't. And so we have lots of Older veterans, not only in the National Hockey League, there are players that probably played in uh, you know, the New Zealand Ice Hockey League who are dealing, struggling. There are kids all across the world that are struggling with this injury. So we have to collectively all come together and say, okay, sport is great. It has some issues. Let's make sure we correct those issues. And let's start talking prevention. Let's try and prevent some of these injuries. And so we have to go back and take care of our past, which we are we have a, a thing called an alliance and the alliance is that every player can come to us and be diagnosed properly. And once they're diagnosed, we put a plan together to get them back to living some form of normality. And that normality changes as the brain is damaged, but at least we can give them hope. And right now, a lot of those guys don't have hope. Mm-hmm. Pete's living on the street. Like it's ridiculous. And we all owe it as ice hockey uh, fraternities, whether it's the National Hockey League, the American Hockey League, here in your country, we owe it to protect our players and make sure that we give them a life that they deserve after you know playing many years. So it's a very complex issue, Hogan. It's not going to be solved overnight, but our organization is out there to make sure that we take the players' best interest. The team owners realize that these are their assets, and if you allow players to go out unprotected, that they can get hurt, those assets are diminished. So that's why we want to talk about it, make sure that people know it's not the boogeyman. If you understand it, you don't stick your head in the sand, pardon the pun, and you actually educate yourself on this injury, 
we can do so much more and, and protect so many more kids and we can continue on playing, you know, the fastest sport on the planet. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and I think that's really important, you know, like the stuff you guys are doing. Um, I just want to quickly get back uh, before we run out of time. I want to get back to the classic itself. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people are pumped about Wellington. Obviously, hosting an outdoor game like that's freaking huge for this side of the world. Um, what will Westpac Stadium look like for the fans when USA and Canada come out on the ice? Like, is that rink? Is it going to be in the center of the stadium or like more like a yeah. half stadium kind of configuration? Yeah, great. Fantastic question. Thank you for asking that. Uh, first, I just want to do a shout out to Murray Hodges from uh, TEG. Uh, you know, there are partners in this process, TEG Live in Australia and TLA Worldwide. Uh, Jeff Jones and Bart Campbell are the leaders of it. They, they have a vision and they have the vision with me. You can tell I'm a passionate uh, person when it comes to ice hockey. I just love the game. And so when Murray came to me with this idea of being the first outdoor game in the Southern Hemisphere, I said, whoa, wow, those are pretty big uh, expectations. So uh, that's why I'm here, too, to go down. My ice crew is flying in from uh, Toronto as we speak. We're, we're going to be working with uh, the, the group in, in Westpac to make it the best ever outdoor classic obviously in the Southern Hemisphere. So that we don't have anything to go up against. Uh, but when I walked into the Westpac Arena, I was nervous. I got to be honest with you. You know, we're a small foundation with, you know, limited resources. It's not like the NHL where they can roll out a, you know, a 10-day build, uh, two-day event, and then, you know, tear it down in one day. It, and this is probably for another time that we can talk about just specifically building the ice and building the Westpac Stadium. I'd love to share that with you, mm. uh, but I'll just give you the, the real quick Coles notes what's going to happen. Um, when I walked into the Westpac Arena, it was this arena that was kind of a bowl. Uh, I don't know if you're, I'm sure you've been to it. And so it's very low profile, meaning that there's only one, um, one uh, floor. There's not additions up top on it. So it means that the people are going to be closer to the ground and being able to be closer to the action. And so the thought was, obviously, it holds 38,000 people. And we all have to be realistic in our expectations. It would be fantastic to say we're going to sell it out. And we put the, the ice rink right in the middle. But, you know, that's not possible. Uh, or it could be possible, but we're just not going to dream that big. What we want to think is that we've got a, a, a venue that we can put ten to 12,000, maybe 15,000 into the Westpac Arena. And how we've developed it is at one end is where all the all the boxes, the private boxes are uh, that are enclosed. And then there is roughly 10,000 on the on the back end. So what we've done is uh, and I'll send you a picture. Actually, I'll do it uh, on Tuesday when we've done the drawing so you can see it. We're going to convert it into, you know, like a, a half moon. And so oh, yeah. what will happen is that the people that are sitting looking uh, at the at the rink, There'll be nobody behind the players. There'll be some VIP uh, stands there for people that really want to get close to the action. And then we're going to have big screens. And so people will always have an advantage point to see the game. And we're also going to have clear boards on the one side where the fans are so they can actually see the puck move and the skates and sticks. And, and so it's really exciting. Uh, and it's a perfect place, Logan, to host the first, uh, first game because it'll give the people, again, it's not going to be like, you know, the New York game where, or let's say the outdoor game in Buffalo where, you know, it completely snowed and, and it was a great atmosphere, but it didn't leave for much of a, a quality game. No. But we can't 
we can't guarantee any snow. Uh, we certainly hope the rain stays away. Uh, we can play in rain or a light drizzle okay. if it's the deluge. And we've made um, we've made uh, the possibility of moving the game to a later uh, time frame. So it's going to start in the afternoon. We can move it back a little bit. This will all be uh, in a press release coming out once we see the facility and understand the facility completely. And we've also got the rain date, which will be on the Sunday. So we've got, you know, we've taken precautions to make sure that we present the best possible ice hockey game we can, and also making sure that the fan experience is, is that, that much greater. Man, uh, it, honestly, like it sounds awesome. Like I, I can't wait for it to, to come here. Um, one last thing, uh, one of our listeners was really keen to know, um, would there be VIP, you mentioned VIPs, uh, would there be like yeah. VIP passes available uh, so fans yes. can buy and do like meet and greets with the players that come down? Absolutely, yeah, that's all going to come out uh, in the next two weeks. Absolutely. One of the reasons why we come down uh, is to get, you know, ice hockey players, as you mentioned, you were down in Toronto. Ice hockey players are so, so personable and we're so down to earth um, and so approachable. So one of the things that we want to make sure is that when these guys come down here, fans do get to meet them. Because if you're watching the game from, let's say, the 35th row of the West Pack Arena or, or even at the Sparks Arena, um, you can't get up close and personal. That's one of our big things. We want you to get an opportunity to get up close and personal, get some autographs, uh, talk with the players. We'll do a couple of press conferences with the players where you can come out to. But that's all, you know, it's too premature to go through all that yeah. right at this particular moment. But I can assure you, you know, I played the game for many, many years. And one of the things that I learned is, you know, I wouldn't have got paid if there weren't fans in the seats. And so we are going to make sure that not only are they going to be entertained by some quality ice hockey, I know people have to keep things in perspective. Um, over the years that we've been doing this, the, we've had people criticize, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, there's not big bone crushing hits and there's not the big blood battles and fights and all that sort of stuff. That's not what this tour is about. This tour is about showing the skill, showing the passion of the game. And so uh, I can assure you that the players are going to give uh, all that they can uh, in this particular situation. We do have to understand, you know, they're in their off season. We got to watch for in- injuries. We don't want, you know, people uh, not being able to continue on their careers. So we have to be um, understanding of that. But what I can tell you for all the listeners, you are going to see guys that want to show you their skill and then afterwards sign some autographs and be a part of the community. We're going to be going to hospitals to meet the sick kids. Oh. We're going to do, we're going to allow the little kids on the ice during the games, uh, you know, during uh, the period, just like the Timbits. Oh, um, awesome. So we want the community to be involved so that, uh, you know, you'll get a lot more information in the next uh, couple of weeks about that. Hey, well, I think uh, all the fans, all the listeners are going to be pumped. Uh, thanks. Yeah, Kerry, thanks so much, man. Uh, we appreciate you calling in. Uh, everything that you're doing for hockey with concussions. Um, and yeah, we look forward to seeing you at the Ice Hockey Classic. Well, I can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this. And, you know, it takes a huge team uh, to do this. So that's why I'd love to have a conversation with you about the ice. Really intriguing. You know, just bringing the Zamboni over here is kind of entertaining. So look forward to talking to you in the future. And, you know, fans, if, if you haven't already got a ticket, get out there and get it. Because, uh, you know, we're going to make sure that you enjoy the fastest game on the planet. I don't know about you, but 
for me, Kerry Goulet is one of those guys, I feel like I could just, I could sit there for ages and just listen to him talk about hockey. Uh, another guy like that is um, the uh, West Auckland Admirals, uh, Justin Daigle, um, who is also the head coach of the New Zealand uh, under 20 men's team, the Junior Ice Blacks. And they're currently over in Europe uh, in training camp, preparing for their tournament in Bulgaria. Um, and so we will be updating you uh, when we can. Uh, they're posting some awesome photos from their training camp. Um, so we'll share those with you at some point uh, across the week uh, on our social media, on Pakia Podcast, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, but yeah, back to Kerry. Um, great guy. You can just kind of you feel the enthusiasm, right? Um, he obviously has a huge passion for hockey. Like he freaking lives for the game, man. And um, just from listening to him, I get his excitement. And I hope that you guys do as well uh, about this ice hockey classic. He means business. He means well. And he just wants to see it succeed, uh, obviously, to help grow the game in New Zealand and also to raise awareness for of concussions uh, and maybe how to deal with them. And, um, you know, just create uh, more education around what is it's, it's a pretty dark topic. Uh, there was obviously we mentioned Stephen Pete and uh, Matt Johnson. There was also a, another uh, previous uh, NHL tough guy. Uh, Sportsnet came out uh, with this really awesome feature the, um, over the weekend that uh, a good friend of mine, George, uh, helped produce for Sportsnet. And uh, we'll post this on uh, our social media as well. It's very good. It's it's a heavy watch. I will I will warn you about that. It's very heavy. But I think this kind of thing is important. And it's like Kerry said, you know, we have to look after the guys that came before because, I mean, they paved the way. But yeah, Sportsnet's feature on Kevin Stevens. I mean, it was just great storytelling. And yeah, it's just so beautifully told. Uh, so we'll share that. Um, but yeah. Gary is doing all he can uh, with Wayne and Keith Primo to raise awareness about concussions and they're doing a, a fine job and it's great to hear that they're taking this whole thing so seriously, the tour so seriously, um, they're thinking everything through quite thoroughly on a, on a logistics level. Well, that's the impression I get anyway um, from talking to him then and um, yeah, guys, you got to get your tickets, man uh, and also, you know, keep listening to us at Pakia Podcast because we're, we're putting together some exciting stuff for the classic as well. Hopefully some giveaways. And, uh, you know, we know there's an amazing community of Kiwi hockey fans out there. You know, we talk to you guys online. Uh, we play we play with you in the beer leagues. Well, at least Joe does. Uh, I'd like to in the future once I learn how to skate. So if uh, anyone in Auckland wants to help me out there, hit me up. But yeah, get behind this because uh, as you heard from the interview, they want to give back to the local hockey clubs, which is really important. Um, obviously, that helps with the growth of the game. And, you know, you know, hockey players, you know, you've seen the documentaries and everything. You know, they're the kind of people that love to give back because the sport uh, gives so much to them. And, you know, just always just really humble, uh, down to earth people. And it's awesome that there are going to be chances uh, for hockey fans here to meet and greet with the players that come down here. I, um, I, I agree with Kerry. I think it's it's really important 
that that happens um so i'm glad that is something that will happen uh with this ice hockey classic so yeah get your tickets uh invite a guy or a girl from your work or your school who may have never seen a game before i'm sure that's not hard to find <laughs> someone that fits that bill because i guarantee that many of you uh you will have helped the great sport of hockey at the end of the day uh, by gaining some brand new fans and it, at the end of the day that's what we all want and lastly, one last thing about the classic, you might have heard uh, Kerry, he slipped some names there. Uh, and obviously there's more to come because they will announce the rosters for the USA and Canada teams in a couple of weeks. Um, but uh, one name there that stood out there from the interview is TJ Brennan, uh, defenseman uh, for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in the uh, American Hockey League. Uh, you know, they're the affiliate for the Philadelphia Flyers. Um Outside of the NHL, he's actually probably one of my favorite defensemen. Uh, he has done really well for himself. Uh, he's previously won the award for the best AHL defenseman uh, for a couple of years. He's now five years running, named into the AHL All-Star teams. But yeah, if that's the level of player that's coming down here, like I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like I'm sure there, there will be, um, there will be some actual NHLers in the roster. But uh, you know. There's a lot of good players in the AHL. Um, you know, let's not forget that because, well, there are only 31 teams, but there's so many more good players than that. Uh, and if you just have to look back uh, at some of the previous uh, teams, well, in recent history, you know, even last year and 2016, uh, the players that they've managed to bring down for this tour, some pretty good names. One of my favorites being Ben Scrivens. Uh, so yeah, keep listening to Puck Here Podcast because we'll have more updates on the uh, 2018 Ice Hockey Classic very soon with the team announcements, coach announcements. Uh, we've been told one name and um, I, think, uh, I think there's a few people out there that will be very excited. So thanks for listening and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Puck Here, it's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puck Here Podcast. Puck here.